Okay, wake up in the morning and I go and get the paper. Gotta get the paper. Every morning gotta go and get the paper. And a nice cup of coffee. Hey, Geek fans, today we're talking movie rumors, kick-ass women in Hollywood, and they're having our first trivia challenge. Buy several papers and I'll read them all twice so I can recite them to you backwards, son, I'm nice. Hey, Central Michigan University, this is Ben Solis. I am the Mario Brothers. The Mario Brothers in one person. And we have with our lovely, lovely uh, producers, Miss Kelsey Cavazos, and we have Tyler Guza back up here in the mix. And today we're bringing you another episode of The Raving Geeks. Thanks for listening in, guys. We're going to get right down to it with some movie news. Uh, I know people have uh, been pretty excited about the announcement of The Killing Joke being turned into an animated feature. Probably going to be one of the most gruesome animated features of all time. There is hope for even more gruesome things in this movie because it might be rated R. Which is interesting. Actually, what I'm more concerned about, remember when they re-released Killing Joke and they recolored the entire thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they had like the modern coloring practices now? Yeah. I wonder if they're going to use that style or if they're going to use like the really... I, you know, it's kind of garish for the time. It was a lot of like purples and, and yellows and things like that. But it was it kind of fit for what that story was. I wonder what they're going to use. Yeah, you know, that's an interesting point. I actually didn't think about that because I mean, the last time I read Killing Joke, it was it was that original version. I don't I don't own a version that's the recolored one. Yeah, um, it looks a lot better because I, I own the the newer one too, and I so I, I own the, the deluxe new edition as well. Yeah, so. do you? But uh, but rated R cartoon man, I know it's interesting. How well, many of those are even out there, really? Not not many, man. Um, you got like something like heavy metal, right? Which is like the classic, like really intense, gory, but also very kind of like sexually charged animated feature. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty rare, and it's rare for Warner Brothers and DC to be doing this. I mean, you're talking about a company that stakes its reputation on having this like middle of the road PG thirteen style, mm-hmm. even even in, in, in some of the more gruesome books. You know what I mean? Um, I guess they can be R-rated. I mean, that one this deserves an R rating, for sure. For subject matter, maybe not specifically for like the violence, because really the all, the only violence is they they kind of rough Jim Gordon up a little bit, and then there's obviously the the shooting of Barbara Gordon, which is I mean, it'll be interesting of, to see how they handle that. A lot of it's is done off screen, and they always I mean they always say like what happens in your imagination is always going to be worse than the actual reality of things. Right. I'm thinking this R rating might be. Just so they can kind of get away with going a little... I don't think they're going to go too crazy with this. Because, I mean, you look at the movie, like, The Dark Knight. That movie, I mean, they had some stuff in it. And it was rated PG-13. It wasn't rated R. It pushed I mean, the boundaries yeah, of PG-13 I mean, for under sure. Under the Red Hood, you had Jason Todd dropping a duffel bag of severed gang lieutenant heads on a table. And that was PG-13. <laughs> that was PG-13, too. So I think yeah, this is yeah. just... Especially for what we talked about, how the, the storyline of this. I think it's just kind of like a safety net more than... We're going to go full-blown R. Well, and it's, it's a lot of psychological. And you know what? Honestly, I think the R rating is because it's got the, the Barbara Gordon victimization oh, yeah. stuff well, they have, in it. Exactly. And, and exactly they originally right. wrote that where you saw Barbara Gordon naked. And, like, they had to take that all out. And it they kind of changed up the angles on some of the shots of the Joker's pictures and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah I, I, yeah, I think you're right, though, Malachi. I think, and well, we both are both right, actually, is that to try to fit that concept even into the movie, the fact that she was disrobed, taking pictures of... I mean, the shooting thing is bad enough, but to include all of that, I mean, you're going to have to bump up the fact that... And her age of when it all happened, too, as well, has to be, you know... Yeah, yeah. this time and place, it's a little sensitive. Well, that's, you know, we can probably have this conversation again when it comes closer, when they start making this thing, but I really want to check out how the female fan reaction is going to be, even if they're not female fans, just the, the... 
normally raging uh, third wave feminist contingent who you know really rags on a lot of these books uh, sometimes rightly so sometimes not rightly so it'll be able to cool to see what what they think um, I think that's what's really going to cause all the controversy I'm as a fan I'm going to be happy with it no matter what you know um, well just for the voice talent that's coming back. Mark Hamill always said the only way he was ever coming back as the Joker was for the killing joke, and, yeah. now, and now it's coming. They got so, it. They yeah. got it. He's going to act the hell out of that, man. Oh, I know. He's going to have so many great lines to work off of, too. Like, And I'm just, I'm, so, I'm more Mark Hamill. I love seeing him in, as the trickster again. Luke Skywalker's coming back, yep. and he he's my Joker. Like, when I read comics and the voice of the Joker comes out, that's who I hear when yeah, I read like, in my head. Who's going to be the Batman in that? Kevin Conroy again. Is he? Again? Yep, yep. Yeah. Awesome. So it's going to have that classic <clears throat> matchup, man. They're a, they're a package deal. So what do you guys think about the final frame of that story? What do you think happens there? Uh, I think I think it's I think it's lighthearted. I don't think he actually kills him. I don't think there's anything there. I think that's like a moment for Batman kind of like dropping his facade, which is funny because like that's the Joker's whole game, right? Is to get Batman to drop this like facade of him being in control and this like really stern I mean, it, it, force that, of nature. I, I'm 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 on the other end of it where I think I mean it's called the, it's called the killing joke. That was yeah. that was the joke the Joker finally told the joke that made Batman put put yeah. him down. You it know? was it was he definitely killed him. I don't I don't believe that. The creators of is, is that, that story is that, that is that a canon in story or is it kind of like the Dark Knight Returns where they say it's kind of it's, it's not really. Yeah. So that's why that's another reason why it's not in that main. It is, but it isn't. Yeah. I, I think anything Alan Moore says at this point should be taken with a grain of salt because, you know. I don't even think Alan Moore's really commented on it. It, it was more. I, I mean, I heard, I heard Grant yeah. Morrison talk about it. And Grant Morrison and he, did say I mean, that he, too, yeah. Then again, it's Grant, Grant Morrison. And he's, My whole point is Grant, know, Grant Morrison. Scottish action, I would try to. Grant Morrison is, has a lot of authority when it comes he to He has a lot of authority, he does, but, but he's, he's also, also a little crazy. There's a, a, a lot there. A lot of psychedelics from Grant Morrison. That just makes him more aligned to what the true ending of the third. I believe we have a next artist spotlight with. Grant Morrison I think here that's coming a good up. One. What's our next piece of news, Ben? So uh, we got Justice League Dark is is in the air. Apparently, uh, according to Tyler, we, we sat down the other day and did some, uh, you know, put our heads together. Apparently, Justice League Dark could still very well be a thing, um, which is interesting because it was really removed from the movie slate. It wasn't. Uh, I think in the, in the the rumored movie slate originally there was a Justice League Dark idea that they could fit it in. I'm not really sure how they could do that now, but. Apparently, it's still in the works. It's still in production. So we might actually get to see that group. What's the lineup then? Because uh, uh, did they have to adjust that at all from what it was previously? Oh, well, it's, it's right a, now, they're talking John Constantine, yeah. Zatanna, Swamp Thing, and Deadman for sure. If that's what they would really like. Yeah. But the problem is, I was really on the fence that, oh, Constantine got canceled. They're, that's why they're going for it, because they can get Matt Ryan. But now that Matt Ryan's in the TV universe, which is completely different... They're going to ca- need to cast a new really Constantine. But I think as of right now, they're kind of looking for writers and directors to maybe write up a script to kind of see if they want to go in that direction. From what I heard, the plot line they kind of want to go with is Constantine finds some crazy tomes, might tie in with Enchantress and Suicide Squad, and then he goes off and looks for these other mystical characters to kind of help him deal with the books, which is how he gets involved with like Swamp Thing and Zatanna. And stuff like that. And it fits into what DC's doing, where they're doing team movies. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to kind of see which characters really resonate with fans to the team movies. And then spin those off into solo films. I think Constantine, I think Zatanna, and I think Deadman are pretty easy. Deadman might be a little bit harder to mm-hmm. sell than the other two. But the other one's like, you know, it's a it's a magician with powers. And, you know, Constantine is just well, devil may care kind of... Uh, I, I, 
a cult hunter kind of guy. Those are easy characters to kind of sell. And I think Swamp Thing's going to be tough, man. I disagree with you there. Really? I totally disagree with it, you. I think they could do a really, really cool Scott version Snyder's, of, of I, Swamp Thing. I don't think it wouldn't be cool, but I'm just thinking it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to present it. But, hey, if you have a talking tree in the Marvel Universe, yeah. I don't see how you couldn't eat it. But there's the whole thing with, like, the nexus of reality and all that stuff, though. I don't know. That's going to be a little different. Not that yeah. I don't think. Not that I don't have faith that they can do it. It's just going to be. I think Swamp Thing is going to be maybe the breakout of that movie because he's so weird. And I, I'd like to throw out that maybe they, this isn't going to be through DC. They're going to go more with Lionsgate and do their Vertigo thing where they're doing like Sandman and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe if Sandman's big, they'll just add this stuff into that and ch- kind of have like yeah. two two Absolutely. like universes going on. Well, that's and look, easy to in do, your yeah. in your head as a fan, you can always just pretend they're in the same. And here's what I don't get too: is like why why not use the current Constantine actor you know like because audiences are savvy enough that like unless there's like a really big contractual obligation people aren't going to be okay yeah some people would be like mm-hmm. well the TV universes are now in the regular universe but I, I don't know I think would you sacrifice somebody who's like a lesser actor I would that? yeah yeah absolutely because well, you understand even with the, with the Matt Ryan thing like I thought he was really good I, he was th- I thought he was great I don't dude. think there was any kind of lapse in acting whatsoever well and, like Tyler said last week too he, he was pulled from the page you know he, oh, looks, yeah, he, he looks the part and everything too yep. Well, you take into account, too, like Flash and Arrow, right? Um, St- Stephen Amell was pretty upset that they didn't even court the idea that if they're going to put Green Arrow in Justice League, that he's not the guy. Yeah. When he so clearly, in so many fans' eyes, is the guy. Same with uh, Grant Gustin with Flash, man. They got Ezra Miller as, as the Flash for the cinematic universe. People are just really upset about that. Because they really, really like Grant Gustin and what he's done with the character. I think it's a shame. I think they should rethink all of that and combine those universes. But, see, I'm, when it comes to that stuff, I'm kind of either way. Because, I mean, they could always be sitting with that, like, the Flash breaking through, connecting all the universes thing, and can finally combine it. But so, like, Ezra Miller's, the, like, the another problem, you multiverse look, But, see, the problem with that Flash. is you look at the Marvel TV and movie universes. Their biggest thing right now is they're trying really hard to make sure that we always know that the movie universe and the TV universe is staying connected. Look at the damage control show that they're talking about, where yeah. it's a construction crew that's cleaning up after the big battles, and it kind of handcuffs the writers of the show. I would, I would, I'm sorry, no, go no, ahead. Go, and your point. Oh, I was gonna say, kind of handcuffs the, the not only the writers of the show but of the movies to make sure they're always. I mean, look what just happened with Joss Whedon, yeah. and he was complaining that Avengers Two was not the movie he wanted to. Uh, they kicked out um, Edgar Wright for Ant Man and brought Premium. Granted, I like the movie, you guys didn't, but. They're so focused on making sure everything connects. It's kind of handcuffing their uh, their writers, which yeah. are great writers. And I think the audiences are smart enough you can get away with it. I was just going to say... <laughs> You're doing be... smiley over there. What are you, what are you trying to say here? I was going to say, I'm, I'm happy for the prospect of a damage control. Just because in the Marvel Universe, there's been nothing but... One, Massive damage. One destruction. Oh, in, in the first Avengers movie, Captain America literally says to Hulk, smash. Like, yeah. I can imagine, like, okay, so the show opens. They're, like, in New York. They, like, go around, and, and right after he tells the Hulk to smash, it's like the damage control is, like, looking over this giant list of bills, you know? And taxpayers are, like, yelling at, like, a city meeting, you know? And, like, they got to fix all this crap. You had to tell him to smash, didn't can you? Can you imagine being, like, an insurance agent in New York during this battle and just sitting back in your chair and just being like, I am, yeah. Just, <laughs> just like, in there, like, and your hands together. together. And they say oh, that this, yeah. this show is going to be kind of stylized like The Office, where it's kind of like a documentary, but not really, which I think could be really funny. I want I want the citizens to be like the citizens of Pawnee when they're complaining. Oh yeah, well, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would I be really great. hope that that's how that damn hammer keeps going <laughs> through my window. And look, if you can handle 
the comic audience can handle all these ridiculous versions of characters that are sometimes in the canon and sometimes not in the canon. I don't see the reason why TV audiences couldn't because a lot of that intersects anyway, and a lot of people are like cross media readers and, and viewers anyway. Yeah. You know, it, I don't it's, know. it's more problem for the movies because an average movie person's not going to know about all these universes. And that's where the cash cow is, I guess. Mm. Yeah. But that's going to close out our new segment. We are going to be right back after some quick words from our sponsors. Wake up in the morning and not go and get the paper. Hey guys, this episode of Raving Geeks has been sponsored by The Hall of Heroes. Located in Campus Court next to Subway, The Hall of Heroes is open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Visit their website at www.hallofheroesllc.com and let The Hall of Heroes become your go-to comic book destination. Synopsis is real. Never had that old feel with cats who make waves and get a 360. Hey guys, we're back. Thank you for the sticking around during that sponsor content. Pretty cool. Pretty cool that we got sponsorship now, man. We're uh We're in the big time. We're all in the big bucks. Not really, but enough. Enough enough. But you know, as we know, we always have a main segment. We always talk about one strong issue, and today we are talking about one of the strongest of issues. A little bit ago, a couple days ago, we all sat down trying to figure out what we wanted to do with this episode, and uh, we came across some news that uh, Ronda Rousey, well, it was announced a while ago, but Ronda Rousey is going to take the Patrick Swayze character in the remake of Roadhouse coming up. And this is the one remake that I will probably tolerate because I would love to see that movie. Absolutely. Directed by the guy who directed The Notebook. Which... We'll Whatever. see how that goes. But. It's Roadhouse. It's Roadhouse. How could you completely screw up Roadhouse? Uh, you just can't. It's it's a wonderful movie. It's one of my favorite like action fighting movies. Yeah. of Peter all time. Griffin loves it. Oh, of Road course House. he does. Roadhouse. <laughs> it's my town, Dalton. Um, Roadhouse. Yeah, and, and I think that's a really cool concept. And obviously, you could you could do it with any uh, badass woman in Hollywood right now. But I think the fact that they're choosing Ronda Rousey to to take this role, um, we talked about. Are they grooming her for other acting gigs? Is this kind of like a training acting gig for other things? Uh, specifically a comic book title that I know people want her to be in. Hint, hint, Miss Marvel. Hint, hint. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting to see someone like Ronda Rousey in that role. Because she's such a great role model for young women. Yeah. Such a great role model for women. And she's defined by her strength and her power, too, which is something that you don't really see too often. You know, it's it's really like her and Serena Williams are like the two, like, dominant female athletes that, like, are not afraid to keep their body in a way that is uh, conforming to what the uh, the generally accepted... Traditional sex symbol. Yeah, traditional sex symbols is a great way to say it. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And I, yeah, that's a good point because I was thinking about that earlier is that, you know, um, in, in many ways you're right. They're not traditional sex symbols, but I think they, st- I think they still are. Ronda Rousey is jacked. We can admit that she is absolutely jacked. She could kick all of our heads in right now if she wanted to. Um, but she's still kind of – she's still a very, very beautiful woman in a And lot you know what? It's not just that, like, she could beat us all up, too. It's like she's very courageous. She's very well-spoken. Exactly. It's not know? just the brute – yeah, not just the brute strength. She's she's just an overall kind of, like, just – Multifaceted. Yeah, yes. she is multifaceted. Hey, that's a great hey, That's a good word. Great adjective. That's a 15-point word. I'm good with words. Yeah, I so we tell. figured, you know, let's go through – let's pick some sci-fi women. Not just sci-fi in particular, but just, you know, pop culture women, people in maybe comic books and nerd movies who have kind of created this landscape where we're getting to the point where this is possible, right? Absolutely. And um, we can't have this conversation without going back to what I feel, and I think you feel too, Malachi, and Tyler, I believe this too, even even Kelsey. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, man. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver as like the, the, the preeminent 
action female from from the 1980s. Wonderful. You got Alien. You got Aliens. You got Alien Three. Alien Three. You got Alien Four. Oh my God! But I mean, <laughs> and you're gonna get Alien Five with her in there too. She's yeah, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters you know? man. Yeah, no doubt. You know, even though her role was kind of reduced to you know a sexual object. Let's let's be very honest. For Bill Murray. For, for Bill Murray and, and for Rick Moranis, man. Only, oh, yeah. He was the key master. You know? Yeah. But she wasn't taking any crap in that movie. No, she wasn't. And I think the thing about Sigourney Weaver is, too, it's it's a similar situation with, with Ronda Rousey, right? She Sigourney Weaver is undoubtedly a very beautiful woman. But when you watch those movies, you don't really get the sense of, like, wow, Sigourney Weaver's really hot. You're just like, wow, Sigourney Weaver kicks a lot of ass. And to have that dichotomy of those two things happening at the same time, I think is a really positive thing. I know that um, a lot of... The feminist backlash for these action movies is is that sex aspect of it. It's like, why does that have to even factor in at all? Well, this is the difference between her and like those Vine videos that you see on YouTube of like a woman firing machine gun and like her breasts are jiggling. You know, this no. isn't that. No, this isn't that at all. And you know what? They really explored the themes of kind of like motherhood that she had with the the young kid in Alien Aliens. Mm-hmm. I always want to call it Alien Two, but you know, the sequel to Alien, the James Cameron. It's one. Alien Two. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but she's just multifaceted. You know, it's it, it's not that sex symbol. It's, she's just a great actor too. That first Alien movie, like the emotion she's able to portray with the fear and the the vulnerability too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that first movie wasn't even an action movie; it was a horror movie. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's just you, it, she kind of showed. Just, she almost was like the first scream queen that I knew because I watched Halloween much much later. Yeah. So. There, you there you go. And that's the thing too is that yeah, I mean, she. She is. I never thought about that. She really is kind of in a scream queen role in that movie. But at the same time, it, it it's still and it's still she's still strong enough to take this alien on. It's not like she's constantly running from it, even though she is. Um, I mean, why would that's you, only why, why would you not? Because it's terrifying. It's only the ultimate killing machine. Yeah, absolutely. That's why. It took out yeah. the predators, man. Yeah, yeah. And absolutely. Arnold had to take out the predators. But she beats it. She beats it, and is still you know just kicking it throughout the entire franchise. Speaking of Arnold, have you guys ever heard of the the Steam game Broforce? Yes, I have. Broforce. The, it's yeah, a great game. Bro, I have Bro not. Force Please enlighten me about Broforce. <laughs> it's a multiplayer uh, action side scrolling like shoot 'em up game. And it uses like uh, old action parodies of old action heroes. Snake, Plis- Snake Pliskins in it. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator and Predator. Like all those old, yep. you know, Sylvester Stallone. I think from Cobra is in it. I yeah, have no yeah, idea yeah. what you're John McClane about. is in it. John McClane. Yeah. Serious? But anyway, wow. Ripley's in it too. Yeah. Wow. And I think she might be the only female She's, in it. She might be now that you've mentioned it. Yeah. And see, there you go. Out of the great pantheon of '80s action movie stars. She's the one that gets picked. Yeah, it sucks that she's the only woman that they could find, but pretty cool. I think they could have had Sarah Connor in there, too. Linda, Linda Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or Hamilton, mm-hmm. yeah, not Hamlin. Hamlin. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. She's gritty, man. She's tough. She's out in the Cuban uh, jungles, you know, learning how to disassemble AKs for the coming robot apocalypse. Storing up weapon caches. She's she's doing pull-ups in her psychiatric ward. Yes, she is, and man. She's able to take out guards <laughs> as they she's come She's stabbing out. people with pencils, man. Yeah. Effectively. Yeah. Effectively. Have you ever tried to stab someone with a pencil before? Just it's once. Easy. It's not, no, it's not easy I didn't easy even at sharpen all. it. It's very hard. I had oh, it turned around. The blunt, the blunt side? I did the blunt side, and I turned around, and I hit him with the yeah, eraser. Yeah, erased mm-hmm. him from yeah, a distance, yeah. you know? Rubber bullets. Honest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I think she's the number two. I think they're almost tied. Like, I was, I almost feel that, that Sarah Connor is like. I mean, I don't know Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I would, I would put Sigourney so. Weaver uh, just slightly above her because 
you she I feel like she's been in a lot more. Than she has been in more. I mean, yeah, and, and now true. I mean, even modern day with Avatar, she was yeah. in. You know, she's in that. And I think she's. I don't know. Don't quote me on this. I know Bill Murray's in the remake, but I think Sigourney Weaver's yeah. going to be in the Ghostbusters She's, she's going to do a cameo. Well. I mean, uh, so I mean, she's. I think she stayed a little more relevant. I mean, she's definitely a lot more active. Mm-hmm. I just think that her, that that Sarah Connor role is so iconic, you know, and even in the way that they cast it today, and the way that they did for that TV show, which I really liked. I'm, I was really sorry that that went away. Yeah. Um, and well, you know, that sets the stage up for women now. You know what I mean? Um, and. It's been some time since that 80s action revolution. I know we've had some glimmers of really, really strong female characters in the 90s. Um, and more recently, the, the push has been extremely strong. Because you got to look at all these movies that have come out, right? You've got Michelle Rodriguez in all of these Fast and Furious movies, right? She's in the Machete movies. Even She's the best. She's she, an Avatar. She too. really is the best. She was, a, she was in the first Resident Evil movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was. She was. And I know there's another character... Listen to horror flicks. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, there's there's another uh, example of, you know, someone who plays very well with this, like, traditional sex symbol role, but is still, like, just very intense um, in many different ways. I mean, when, she, when she's shooting things up, right, in Machete, right, every face she makes, every expression is just so evocative. You totally can, felt, like, just feel that, like, she's enjoying just shooting the living crap out of all of it. She's in stuff. those Fast and Furious movies, too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very kind of stoic character. She dies in a lot of her films, doesn't she? I think she does. Well, yeah, she's I think somebody made a supercut of like all she's of the. Shows. She's the woman version of Sean Bean because she dies. <laughs> she dies in Lost as well. Spoiler alert! Wow. I didn't know she was in Lost. Well, you yeah, just ruined she, all of like Lost. ten years. Lot. Lost spoiler, whatever. God, <laughs> I got four well, years out of my life. Um, speaking of the Fast and the Furious movie, uh, Gal Gadot mm-hmm. was in Fast. That's the first thing I ever saw her in, and now she's. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. She's like the the highest echelon of comic book female characters right now, man. Did she get a little criticism about her body type at the beginning and of this? She, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she did. You know, and so that's the funny thing, man. You look at it throughout this whole long history of, of men judging women's body types, right? Have to be super skinny. Got to have, you know, this... this the hourglass. It, yeah, figure, this, you know? this exaggerated uh, pieces of, of curves. And here she is, and she fits that mold extremely well. And because she's not Amazonian, people are freaking out. It's the craziest double standard I've seen out of Hollywood and fans in general. Especially for that character, too. I know. You know Wonder Woman of all people. Like, I mean, you want that to be kind of the bombshell? Like, come on. I mean, if you look at just recently with the New 52 run, uh, Brian, Azzarello, Brian Azzarello's run, uh, she's kind of drawn. kind of. It's that art style where they don't really get a lot of muscle tone showing, but she's very slim and stocky. But, I mean, the thing you remember is she's like a demigod so she could look like me and still lift a thousand pounds because she's got that godly power in her she doesn't need to have the big bulging muscles and that switch over from her like body physique and the comics i mean that started a couple years ago with the new 52 because right as they released the new 52 that's the way that they started drawing her and actually when i saw that i i had some criticism as uh, of it as well but that was in a comic form you know that's not an actual physical person in a role so i mean what is it like for someone to inherit a role like this right thinking that they're going to get all this fan praise and then just the criticism isn't on the acting it's not on anything else it's on your body type like you don't even get a chance to do anything yet it's gotta suck man it's man i don't know i feel like you can't make anybody happy with wonder woman in the first place because it's been botched so many times like the, the tv show back in the day is kind of the one good example of when she's been done well on yeah. screen like live on screen and then every time that they try to get a project running for her like for a movie it just doesn't really work and 
just isn't really done the right way. And then there was that TV show that was supposed to come out and never came out. And people were all pissed off about, oh, she looks like she's wearing jeans. And it's like, oh, my God, like, who cares? give people man. a chance with this thing. You know? Yeah, and it's sad because this is a really interesting character. It's really cool. And uh, there's a lot of other aspects other than her body type that could make or break a Wonder Woman movie. And I just, it's just, it's weird. Um, and you got other women too, like Charlize Theron, right? Um, defies almost all of that. You know what I mean? I feel like people, I think people love her from her sex symbol status, but at the same time, every role she's in, she commands completely. Yeah. Completely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She, she, I mean, she, she made me want Snow White to lose and have the, the evil queen in Snow White movie win. Because she, she was in the Snow White and the Huntsman movie, oh, and she man. played the Evil Queen. I was like, wa- I wanted the Evil Queen to kill. That movie Snow sucked. White. <laughs> that movie was bad. <laughs> well, the, Sorry oh, to rain on your brain, The sequel's coming, Malachi. Oh my god, it's oh, coming. Really? Well, when you have Chris Hemsworth in a movie, but I don't. I think he's in it. But they're doing. They actually are bringing in three girls. I think Eva Green might actually be in the next one. Really? Yes. Interesting. There's mm-hmm. a, there's another there's another one. I like Eva. Eva blah blah blah. I like Eva <laughs> Green. <laughs> Uh, because she really brought back that like femme fatale look that hasn't been around since like the film noir era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know she's like right in, which is why she was so good in that Sin City, Sin City movie that just came out. That was it was okay, but like she did a really good job in that. She yeah. just has that like look, you know. Mm-hmm. She was uh, she was in the running for Talia Al Ghul, man. It was I remember when that casting was going out. There was they they for the Catwoman role, the Selena Kyle role. Kyle role and for the Talia Al Ghul role, which they wouldn't put her name out, obviously. Right. But when we saw the lineup, we're like, all right, those are all Catwomen. This is clearly Talia's casting. Eva Green was, was one of those. I'm happy they gave it to Marion Cotillard because Marion Cotillard is great, but Eva I Green stayed away. Been great. I stayed away from any kind of like rumors or anything before mm-hmm. Dark Knight Rises because I didn't want to spoil it for myself. Oh, dude, I was intense. Same way that I'm kind of doing with Christopher Nolan did a good bit. job of spoiling that movie for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, see, I, went in, I, didn't, I didn't see the Talia Al Ghul twist coming. So I feel like if Eva Green was her, though, I would have seen that because she looks obviously evil. Really, mm-hmm. even more so than Marion Cotillard with like the accent and like the very like clearly like like well, Middle I don't Eastern, know. Eastern, like, Eastern European kind of thing. I can't nail Middle Eastern accents to their. I don't know. Malachi, you got to step your accent. I, game but, I mean, I, I feel guess. like everything Eva Green that I've seen her in plays a bad guy. Yeah. I mean, she in Sin City. The new 300, she was the best part of that. She was really She was good. the best part of that movie. That she was movie bad. was really boring. She yeah. was, she was the uh, the Bond girl in um, Casino Royale, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was great in that. She wasn't a villain in that Vesper movie. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was yeah. great in that. Yeah. And in a movie that was relatively kind of... Uh, yeah. I don't want to jump ahead too far, but what do you guys think about how... Uh, Black Widow fits in all of this because she is a little bit more sexualized, and there's been a little bit of backlash on that. I think the Scarlett Johansson thing is an interesting situation involved in all of this. However, I think it's independent of all of this because if you want my opinion, she is not nearly on the caliber that I think we of some of these women that we just listed um, just by acting chops alone. Um, I mean, she's beautiful. You don't think ScarJo is a good, a- good enough actress? I really don't. See, the thing with I don't think she can, can command her own movie. The thing with, not the, really the, with the Black Widow him. character is, though, you look at Captain America Winter Soldier. She was amazing. Her and Chris Evans together, like, you, they're friends in real life. They've known each other for years. So the chemistry is amazing. Yeah. Then you put her in there with Hulk, Thor, Iron Man, and she becomes like Hawkeye, a second-rate character, which my favorite part of the Avengers Age of Ultron was the Hawkeye moments where, where the, you know, the Black Widow, like, yeah. she thinks she's a, a monster. She compares herself to a monster to the Hulk because of the fact that she was raised to kill people. Right. And 
I think Kevin Feige said that she's going to be a main staple part of this upcoming phase. And I find it interesting that you say that she said she was a monster because she was raised to kill people and not because of the infertility thing. Because that drew a lot of criticism, which I felt was misplaced when I was watching that movie because I was on the same page as what what you came across. I don't know if that's like a gender thing or... The reason I think that that came about is the way that they structured the sentence. Right after she talked about the infertility thing, she mentions the fact that you think you're the only monster. I think if they would have put that more with the oh, I kill people all the time, that wouldn't have came up. It was just the way that that sentence was structured. Yeah, I guess. got confused. I mean, I, I think you just have to look at it in the context of the conversation and also built on the whole Red and her ledger thing that she had in the first Avengers movie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I didn't really see – I could see where the miscommunication mm-hmm. maybe came from, but I felt it was yeah. maybe misplaced. I guess I, I didn't read that much into it when she was saying that. Like, yeah, I understand the infertility thing would make her sad, but I don't think that was the impetus for her feeling like she was some kind of – Well, lady. that is a component of her being bred to kill people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, and the fact – I mean, you can pull anything out of anything if you look at it hard enough. So True. if you want to, you know – you go back to the whole Frank Miller thing, and we were talking about his political views. He could write something that had nothing to do with political thing, and you could still find something in there because you want to find it. Yeah, so exactly. I want a Black Widow movie. I do too. I want it. They, I think that'd be they sweet. just released a Black Widow book. It's written for more like a YA character, but apparently explains all this Red Ledger stuff she talks about. I haven't read it. I heard it's really, really good. That's cool. And it, it. It, it fits into the, the canon. I mean, don't get me wrong. The female fan base loves. That Black Widow character. I mean, how could you not? I mean, don't get me wrong. Okay, so I know I talk crap about ScarJo, yada, yada, yada. I mean, she's good. I don't think that she can command her own movie outside of this franchise. I'm going to stand by that point. I think that's insane. I, I don't. Well, I just his, don't. His, big, his big point there would be you watch a movie like Lucy. Yeah, it doesn't have yeah, the Marvel thing. Exactly. But she basically played Black Widow. And it didn't do well. But, I mean, if the movie was called Black Widow, you I never saw Lucy. There. Well, that's because the whole premise is mm-hmm. dumb. 10% of your brain, my ass. Morgan Freeman, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it's funny that her most powerful role to date was a role that she didn't even feature her, like, on screen at all? She was the she was the computer voice in her. Oh, in her, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She was great in her. But I didn't see her once. I didn't watch her either because I didn't want to watch weird sexual tension between a man Seriously, and a robot. Seriously, really good on those cold winter nights. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't trying to like get confused and like. Was it? Uh, it was the mustache, right? You saw Joaquin Phoenix. I don't mustache. like Joaquin Phoenix that much either. Wow. I just didn't. I was like glad he wasn't cast as Doctor Strange. Honestly. Oh, me too. Yeah. yeah. That, that was weird. kind of a weird. Every time he would come on stage, I would just think of Swing Away. I am not <laughs> a fan of Benedict Cumberbatch's head. I think it's an oddly shaped head. Whoa. Okay. Hold. Hold the I'm press. Gonna come out on record and say that he I am not a like fan of Benedict Cumberbatch's head. Yes. So you don't like Khan's head? No, he's a great actor. You know, the rest of his body is fine. His head. I'm glad that you analyzed this so so deeply. You know. Yeah. Wow. Is he, it is it misproportioned? It's it's mostly just the upper the bridge of the nose to the forehead region. That's where uh, yeah, that's yeah. where stuff he does. A vital region. He's man. got that five head going on. He, you know, he's got a bit of that. He looks like uh, one of those Star Wars aliens too, from like the banking clan. Mm. Yeah, no, he looks legitimately like an alien, and I've been saying this for years. Do you think he's an alien? I mean, he's, he's I could, think, yes, I think. He's he's and I mean, be. we all know Benedict Cumberbatch listens to this podcast, so he's probably crying <laughs> right now at home. Can't, really can't sorry. believe that we're saying this. About Benny, him. Benny, Benny, I'm so sorry. Crying man. Oddly shaped tears. Imitation game. Dumb shaped They're actually squares. It's really strange. What do you guys think about Carrie Ann Moss from the Matrix trilogy and other things? Uh, she doesn't really have a high profile, but I don't think she got her due. I, I think she was really. I kind of see her as uh, what's her name, Fakme Jensen, the girl who plays Jean Grey. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Where I thought she was amazing, and then she's in 
Hansel and Gretel, which Hansel and Gretel is a guilty pleasure movie of mine. But <laughs> Glad we know that now. Now we have something to rag on you. Hey, about. man, like I said, uh, well, you know, about time. go, go yes. ahead. <laughs> rag away. But, I mean, I just, I think The Matrix kind of killed her career. Because she was in that, and she was really, really good. And I can't, off the top of my head, think of another movie that she's in. I don't really know what she was in before that. Either. I know she was in Memento. That's about it. Was she? Was she, she in Memento? No, she wasn't in Memento. Was she was in Memento. Oh, she was. What? She was the she was the chicken Memento. She was. She played that character in Memento. Yes. Wow! 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 The chicken Memento. Yes. I'm trying to. Remember, well, I, I confused it with Fast Meet Jensen for a second. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was. I was. But all... that's, that's how I. That's who I compare her to. Because I mean, yeah. she's. She, I thought she was great, and she. Didn't what about uh, what about Jennifer Lawrence? She's kind of like the new poster child for a lot of this stuff now. I um I agree. My my uh, I, I I didn't for, for a time there I did not agree with that. I didn't really think Jennifer Lawrence was that great of an actor for a real long time. Really? Um, you know, in all the Hunger Games stuff, yeah, okay. I don't really, whatever. I'm not a fan of those movies. Really, they're okay. They're really generic. The idea is really tired. I like really I like the last one for a lot of the reasons people hated it because I loved how they kind of went into the political backstory of it. That's way more interesting. Which I was like, yes, please give me more of that. I you know I couldn't care less about what's going on in, inside the dome of you know, Jennifer fun, Lawrence but, shooting arrows. Yeah, no, I don't know. The dome of fun. I mean, yeah. but she's Mystique now, you know, and she's like, I I think she like shares that billing now with with. Uh, Michael Fassbender and she's a high James. powered, high powered actress, and in, in many ways that she reminds me of a Charlize Theron kind of character. I, I think she needs really a, I think she needs a really dark role, like a character that's not fun loving. Like, you what see, about American Hustle? American Hustle was kind of dark for for what she played. She was a manipulator. I, I want I, I a movie that people really go see though. Not just like people who love movies. Are you telling me nobody went and saw American Hustle? I, you go. Dude, it almost won an Oscar, man. I know, but I mean, Tyler. So, so did Traffic, and Traffic's not exactly the greatest movie of all time. I don't even know what Traffic is. Exactly. There, that's my. That, you just proved my point. Right? Fair well, enough. You just proved head my scratching. Point. I, I concede. But no, Jennifer Lawrence. Uh, it's funny enough. I saw Silver Linings Playbook very recently for the first time. I like that movie. And it, she was movie. she yeah. was great in it. She oh, was yeah. fantastic. In fact, that was one of those movies that I saw that was just like, you know what? I get now why everybody likes Jennifer Lawrence yeah. just from seeing that. So yeah, I think I think that all these women carry that mantle very well, and I hope, and the hope is, is that as these movies, especially the comic book movies, mm-hmm. go on, these creators really take a hard look at how they're presenting these women because. One wrong move is not only going to get you backlash, but it just could totally ruin an entire generation's concept of what that character should be, you know? It can be very damaging. Yeah. Very quickly. And I'm sorry. I'm one of those guys I don't want. Back to Ronda Rousey. She could kick my butt with both hands tied behind her back, but she can't act. And I don't want want her being Captain Marvel. I want Emily Blunt in Captain Marvel because, you know... Yeah. Die, kill, live, repeat—what it's actually called. I, that movie was such a surprise movie. Are those words? No, yeah. <laughs> well, they, they had it as Edge of Tomorrow, Tomorrow and then, and then it was they die, recant, live, yeah. repeat. On, like, they changed the, the name of the title for, in between the theaters and the DVD release. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah, that was good. That was a good movie. That was based on a Japanese manga. Oh, I mean, she's she's. I mean, she was in Looper. You know, she was the mom in Looper. Oh, she was, and she was. That was the first time I saw Emily Blunt. I was like, wow, that's this Emily oh, Blunt. Yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. I like Emily Blunt. Yeah, she's cool. I think she would. Honestly, I I'm always like, okay, do you pick the person that like, looks like it, or do you pick the better actor? And in this case, 
I don't know. I haven't seen Ronda Rousey act. I know that she's good at punching things. I don't know if she's good at <laughs> well, delivering lines. She, so I know that she can beat things she, up. Maybe we'll her... see after Roadhouse. I mean, I don't know. But I, I think I, I agree with you, Tyler. I think I'd rather see, like, a seasoned actress. Someone who, yeah, who can yeah. 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 So here we are at the end of our thing, and we are going to foolishly subject ourselves to the greatest trivia matchup this podcast has ever seen. And it's funny because it's really just the first one. So we've never seen it before. But now you guys are going to listen in as Malachi and I battle wits. Once again, we will find out who's the true champion and yep. who's just a, a little punk. So we had Tyler come up with some questions uh, about really any topics that he saw fit that are within the range of kind of comic comic book discussion. And, uh, and we're going to see. I know Ben's a little bit stronger on the DC stuff, a little bit stronger on the Marvel stuff. So we got a good little balance. Got a good split. And apparently there's some, like, really strict rules that this guy has come up with. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, lay out. i got to put on my passage Tally, what's, what's voice. Yeah. So I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to start with Malachi because he's sitting across from me. And, you know, that's just what I say. i got five <laughs> DC questions, five Marvel questions. Okay, cool. Malachi, when I ask you the question, if you get it right, you get the point. The next question goes to Ben. That way we make sure you guys kind of get a nice spread and one of you doesn't get all DC, like one that. gets all Marvel. Cool. You're if a you cheater, get, so I don't trust you. If you get the question <laughs> wrong, though, the question goes to Ben for a steal, and if he gets right, he still gets the next question because you got it wrong. Okay. So that's okay. how we're gonna go. All right. I have a tiebreaker question in case we have a tiebreaker. So we're, we're playing we're playing third grade study prep rules, right? Much, this man. is Pretty are much. you smarter than a fifth grader? Got it. Raven Geek style. Which is probably not my, true. my opponent is a fifth grader, so I shouldn't have any problem with that. <laughs> I'm not really sure that Malachi can actually read at yet, well, but we're going to see and find out. I made sure the questions the are easy. Uh, he might have followed that eraser. Some, yeah. All right, let's do this. All right, Malachi, first question. Who was the original Green Lantern? Of Earth? Yes. Hal Jordan. That is wrong. That Goes to wrong. Ben. Oh, crap. I know this now. Um, I forget what his last name is, but his first name is uh, it's Scott, isn't it? Can I take it? Can I take it back? No, no you, you can't take, take it, it back. back. Oh. Um uh, I'm trying to remember what his name was. I do remember that when they Five, when they brought him back, four, he was a gay character. Three in the uh, multiverse. I don't know. I don't know. Alan, Alan Scott. Scott. Alan Scott. Alan. I knew so. Right. I was so half right. No one gets Alan a point Scott. on that. Oh come on! One. I said Scott. That's I a half have, a point. I don't think. Uh, I'm do half points. Uh, All right. No halfers here. No Two. Halfers. No halfers. Ben. Okay. What emotion does the Indigo Tribe represent on the spectrum? Oh, um, are you gonna time me? It's not hope. Hope is blue. Five, um, four, three. Wisdom. That is incorrect. Mm. Mm. Over to Malachi. So indigo. Can I ask you a question just to clarify the scope of the question? Go ahead. So indigo is not the star of sapphires. No, right? it is not. No. It okay. is a different. Different emotion. Oh boy. Indigo. Five, that is tough. Four. Three. Two. I don't know. One. I don't know that one. The answer is compassion. Oh, that's not an yeah, emotion. That's not a thing. <laughs> I knew it was something along. That's those pretty lines. good. All actually. right, yeah, yeah. so it's we're going to go. It's been a while since I've read any of that. Back uh, to Malachi Green stuff. Two Green Lantern questions back to back. Man. Oh yeah, that's going nuts. I, hey, I, I tried to keep them a little easy for this okay. person. I, so, so if we can't answer a question, does that mean that Tyler's the real true champion here? No, uh, I ta- actually take the oh. loser spot on the podcast. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> Malachi, name three members of the Metal Men. Okay. Well, uh, like their actual names, or yeah. Just... What what what's their names? Why? 
I don't know the actual names of them, but I know the name. A, the, it's what you think. The names are what you're thinking. Okay, so yeah. there's there's mercury, there's iron, and there's gold. Those are just three of them. Yep, and then the other ones are platinum, silver, lead, and tin. Yeah, there you go. So Malachi gets himself one point. There you go. Got, got yourself on the Kelsey, board. Kelsey, will you please be my scorekeeper? I just don't yeah. have a pen on me. Thank, um, yep, I got thank, it. Thank you. Insert ding sound here. Ding. ding. And that was Malachi's question. Goes to Ben. Okay. We'll so Ben, the evil version of the Justice League, better known as the Crime Syndicate, mm-hmm. is from what Earth? Uh, Earth. It's not two. Uh, it's Earth five, four, Earth three. Yes, that is correct. Back over to Malachi. And this is the final DC question. Okay. So now we're in booyah. My, now we're about to be in my this house. One's, baby. This one's this one tied. That I looked up. I had to put it in, but I did not know this one. It was really tough. Okay. What does the DC in DC Comics stand for? Well, it's not. It's not Detective Comics like we think, right? This has got to be like a trick question. I've never heard anything else though. I'm going to go with Detective Comics. That is correct. That is right. Detective Comics. Comics. I was biting my tongue the whole time. That was the one, that was, and you knew that then? Oh, of course that I did. The, that was, was like, one, that was the get one it one wrong, now. please, so get it wrong. into the Marvel. Ding, ding. Oh, you're going down, Solis. Yeah, bring it. You ready? Name the founding members of the Avengers. And I thought about only doing like two or three, but I want okay. all the original. Okay, okay the, original, the original members. Um, Iron Man was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor was one of them. Mm-hmm. The Hulk was one of them. Correct. And... Uh, Namor was one of them, right? Namor, oh, Namor was not one of them. Nope, I take that back. Uh, Five. Doctor Strange. Four. Are you going with that one? Uh, Three. <laughs> Two. Professor X, I don't know. That is incorrect. Yeah, I thought it was. So the remaining member mm-hmm. is Ant-Man. And there's one more. Ooh, okay, you gotta get that one more for that point, Wasp? Too. Yes, that is correct. And that was your question. So it still yep. goes over to Malachi, because yes. he stole that one. You're about to be mathematically knocked out. <laughs> did, you get, did you get a point then for that? <clears throat> yeah, yes, he does. You stole He's, my points. So what are you? Two, two, two nothing. Two one. Three. Three, three one. one. Spider Man's clone Ben Riley mm-hmm. is better known as what? Scarlet Spider. That is correct. <laughs> that's easy. <laughs> See, that's easy. Oh, okay. That's I'm easy just, for me because I'm a big yeah. Spider Man guy. Sorry. What is the Inhumans? Inhumans Black Bolt's real name? Oh, I don't know. I couldn't even tell you that. I can't even take a guess. To, you're, when you hear it, you'll be upset. It's like John. I don't know. <laughs> that is incorrect. It's totally John. Malachi. Black Bolt. Please get this wrong. Please just get this wrong. Five. I know he's a king. Four. <laughs> Who is he now? King <laughs> Arthur. Yeah. Three. No, I, I don't know. I guess it's just Black Bolt. Close. You ready for this? Bolt. Black Bolt's real name is Black Dagar Boltagon. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Boltagon? Check that. Wow. Oh <laughs> my god! I'm really happy you didn't get that. Boltagon is that Boltagon. Michael? Is that Michael Bolton's like real name? Yeah, and yeah, yeah Michael Boltagon. This isn't gonna his. work for us. We gotta <laughs> gotta shorten this. Yeah. Boltagon. All right, you ready? Yeah. Malachi, what profession does She-Hulk have when she's not fighting crime? Do I need to know? I know that she's a lawyer. Do I need to know what kind of lawyer? I'll, I'll accept lawyer because okay. that's what I have she's written. An attorney. Yeah, yes. She's an attorney. I would have gotten that right. I think and she's a defense attorney. I'm this sure. question's just for Ben to kind of. Feel good about himself. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love feeling good about myself. What Spider-Man villain was romantically involved with Aunt May? With Aunt May? Uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, be... I really don't know, but I'm gonna take a guess. Don't tie me on this one though, because it's the last question, right? Yeah. Um, romantically involved with Aunt May. I don't know. Osborne. That is incorrect. 
Malachi, just to rub it in, do you know the answer? Yeah, it's Dr. Octopus. That is correct. <laughs> I don't know that shit. <laughs> yes. I don't know that so, at all. Oh, that feels good. <laughs> our first winner for the Raving Geek Showdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Malachi. <laughs> with a clean sweep. Mm. That's okay. I'm a little tired today. <laughs> Those were good questions. They Mario were good questions. They were, they were. The uh, the DC ones were challenging. That was yeah. Good. Well, I I know way more about DC, so yeah. when it came to Marvel, I honestly just had to type up on Google, like, Marvel trivia questions and just kind of pick ones that yeah. were a little around there. All right. All right. Maybe next time, then, you and Tyler should show down. Okay. And I'll come up with the questions. Fair enough. That would be, That's good. That'd be cool. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, I think that pretty much ends it for Raving Geeks, guys. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. And I'll let Ben wrap this up because he's a lot better at it than I am, honestly. <laughs> oh, wait. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for listening in. I'm really happy with the way things are going. We're building our family here, our geek family. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You can always follow us on Facebook. You can always follow us on Twitter. Uh, check us out on iTunes, where you can download us there, or on SoundCloud, which is really great for Android users. I use it all the time. And also, always, we have it on the website as well at cm-life.com. So, guys, join us again. Same bat time, same bat network.